Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. And he thinks that Mark tells the gospel story of Christmas. <laughs> so in an earlier edition of this, I misspoke and uh, BB just called me out on it. So uh, It's good for my heart, right? It's uh, integrity, it's transparency, it's... Uh, unawareness of my own shortcomings this is this is the kind of pastor we have ladies and gentlemen isn't god gracious to us in his provision um speaking of god's provision christmas <laughs> how do you like that <laughs> shift uh, smooth smooth something like butter like everything in my life uh we are continuing our christmas bible study series if you've been with us the last few weeks we've been through the beginning of matthew we've been through luke one and then last week we jumped into luke two didn't get all the way through it so we're gonna finish that today so if you have a bible and as pb says we hope you do uh open up to luke two verse eight i'm gonna read verses eight to twenty and then we'll talk about what we see here And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Amen. So this is the the classic Christmas story. Shepherds in the field, angels appear, rush in. There's so much going on here. I thought the classic Christmas story was (laughs) that it, um, you know, and all through the house, not a creature was stirred, not even a mouse. I thought that was the classic Christmas story. This one goes back even a bit further than that one, not to take away from that. Um, but this is what Linus reads in the uh, at the climax of A Charlie Brown Christmas. You're familiar with this? I am. So, fun, you might have seen, this has been making the rounds the last couple of years. So Linus, known for his trusty blanket, doesn't go anywhere without it, holds onto it tight through thick and thin, until... Charlie Brown cries out exasperated, does anyone know what Christmas is all about? And Linus says, well, sure, Charlie Brown. And he goes on the stage, lights please, and retells the story. And right when the angels tell the birth of the Savior, he drops the blanket. Were you aware of this? It's, it's, it's fantastic. Watch it, and the moment that the birth of Christ is announced, blanket falls, better source of comfort has been realized. Ah, I love it. You think that's what Charles Schultz was after? Oh, 100%. No, that, that's like officially documented. It's just not well uh, well known. So, so yeah. Anywho, <laughs> I, I wanted to get that out of the way because I love it and I know like two pieces of trivia and now you've heard one of them. Anywho, uh, last week we talked about the birth of Christ um, because of Joseph's lineage, him and his betrothed go to Bethlehem. It's a packed city because lots of other people are going to Bethlehem for the census. Jesus is born and is laid in a manger. Uh, And then, in the same region, shepherds 
makes sense that we go to shepherds, right, Pastor Brian, because of their high standing in society? Absolutely. Everybody looked up to shepherds in the ancient world. So, Isn't that right? Well, why shepherds? Well, shepherds were actually just the opposite of, of those highly looked up to. They were considered unclean. They were, um, they were pretty much the uh, untouchables of society. And so that, that the angels chose shepherds to proclaim the birth of the king and shows us that the message of Christ is for everyone. It's for, mm. um, so a king has come at something that uh, everyone needs to know, including shepherds, including those who um, are looked over uh, in society. Yeah, well, it's a theme that we'll see throughout Jesus' ministry, especially as portrayed in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus goes after the least of these, the one that you don't necessarily expect, um, and that is just a hallmark of his ministry, caring for the lesser thans, um, as he still does today, by God's grace. So yeah, so uh, angel, first singular angel appears to the shepherd, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Now we touched on this a few weeks ago when the angel came to Mary, Meeting an angel is no small matter. It is a frightening experience, so naturally they are afraid. But the message the angel brings is one of good news, that they are not to be afraid. Um, instead, bringing good news of great joy for all people. Again, picking up on what PB just uh, talked about. And then we have this beautiful announcement in verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So we've got a couple of titles here, Pastor Brian. Reference to the city of David, which we've talked about. Yeah. A savior, which is fairly self-explanatory. Could you just real quick unpack Christ the Lord and, and help us understand what those titles refer to? So Christ is the Greek version of the Hebrew word Messiah. And so Christ would refer to the Lord's anointed, so the, the one that... God had promised, so this is the Messiah, the anointed one, who is coming. Uh, the Lord would very, um, is likely a reference to the divine name, the divine title of, of God, uh, where in the um, Old Testament, whenever the divine name, uh, what we sometimes pronounce as Yahweh, whenever that name appears, it's always translated in our Bibles as Lord. Um, and the reason it's translated as Lord is because oral tradition, um, all a long way back, oral tradition, whenever a, a Jew would read the name, uh, well, the Jew wouldn't read the name Yahweh right. out loud. And in, instead, he would say Adonai, which is um, Lord in, in Hebrew. And so uh, so Lord became the, uh, is a, is a uh, title of deity. Uh, it's not always a title of deity. So, so, Abra so Sarah calls Abraham her okay. Lord. So it's, it's so we don't need to say well every time Lord appears that it's a title of deity. But here, uh, the context is clearly letting us know that this is um, this is a special instance of Lord. Um, this is a reference to deity. Yeah. No, that's that's great and and helps just us wrap our heads around just how off the charts massive of a claim this is and how big a deal that this Christ the Lord has been born, which makes the turn to verse 12 all the more significant. And this will be a sign for you. So we've got this massive, in the city of David, the king of kings of all of Israel's kings, David's at the top, a savior. Well, that's great. Who's Christ the Lord? 
and you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. A manger? What? Um, just again pointing to the humility of all that's going on. Um, and then, to continue this roller coaster whirlwind, uh, verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Pastor Ryan, how much is a multitude? A bunch. So, more, more than, more than just a few. This, this would be, um, yeah, this it would have probably too, too many to count. Um, a multitude. Yeah. And uh, any comments on their uh, song, their pronouncement? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. Well, uh, that baby in the manger is the Prince of Peace, and so uh, it's. I, I do believe would be a reference to um, as they're as they're singing that that this baby is the one who has come to bring peace uh, shalom uh, the Hebrew word there and mainly peace with God because mm. the scriptures teach that we are um, apart from Christ we are at en enmity with God so we're at war we're enemies with God um, but through Christ we have peace so. that's, that's great and we see throughout Scripture, the angels, we don't know a huge amount about them, but we know that they're aware of things that go on. We know that they rejoice and celebrate when uh, sinners are saved by Christ. Um, so they're aware of what's going on. So for them to cause such a big deal about this just, again, highlights the significance of the birth of Jesus, that it gets a whole multitude of angels showing up to these shepherds in a field just singing their hearts out. Glory to God in the highest. This is a massive, massive event, and we need to feel the weight of that, not allow it just to reduce to, oh, isn't that a nice Christmas story? No, this is God Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh, born of a virgin, come to save us from our sin. This is awesome. I don't really have anything else to say. I just get excited about that. <laughs> uh, so the angels then depart, um, and the shepherds, quite naturally look to one another and say, all right, well, let's get to it. So they uh, rush into Bethlehem. Um, we're told that they did so, verse 16, with haste, which again, of course you would if you had a multitude of angels telling you what to do. Uh, they find Mary and Joseph and the baby um, and then tell them what had happened. Uh, here's a question for you, Pastor Brian. Verse 18, and all who heard it, so who heard the shepherds recounting of what had been told them concerning this child, wondered at what the shepherds told them. Any thoughts on who this all is? Is it simply Mary and Joseph? Are there more around you? What do you think? Um, well, we, we certainly can't be uh, can't be certain who, who else is in, is in that room uh, as the shepherds were there. We, we do know it's plural, so Mary and Joseph would technically be sufficient to cover the all. Um, but it could be that there were other people in the room, that other people were aware that the child had been born, and you know, they're, they're staying in this um, stable an animal uh, shelter is where they would have been staying, and perhaps the, the innkeeper, his wife or something comes out, and you know, they recognize this woman has just given birth, she's a, uh, you know, a young mother, and so she comes out perhaps to help. We, that's, of course, pure speculation, we don't know that, the Bible doesn't tell us, yeah. uh, but there very well may be other people there other than just Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. Yeah, that makes sense, it's helpful, and do you think if they are in a city, giving birth is not exactly a quiet process, and so that others would be aware of it is entirely reasonable to think. And, all right, cool. 
Um, but whereas all of these others, they wondered at what it, at what it could mean, which again makes sense. Here are these kind of offcasts, outcasts. They're yeah, shepherds. Why are you guys here? And they tell this just miraculous story about angels appearing to them, and they find this baby. But Mary, she has a different reaction. She treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. What, what's that mean, Pastor Brian? Well, she has the benefit of knowing more of the story than everybody else does because the angel has already visited with her and told her who this child is going to be. And now she is getting confirmation, if you will, from others. And so, you know, I, I, can, I, I can't really put myself in Mary's shoes, but just imagine, if you will, that you have this visit from an angel and you wonder, did I just, did I dream that? Was, did that really happen to me? not sure that you know and then you begin to question whether you know did this really happen and so now Mary is hearing from others as well the same thing that she heard from the angel herself mm -hmm. about how angels are coming to proclaim to them and and certainly this is a, uh, a gracious confirmation to Mary mm -hmm. uh, that what she heard was true and so she's treasuring them she's remembering them uh, I can picture Mary as a, as I'm sure she was a good, you know, just mother in general uh, to Jesus, telling Jesus stories mm -hmm. uh, when he was growing up about where he came from, and um, so that Jesus, uh, not that Jesus needed anybody to tell him uh, about his self identity, but to just as a mother would would, yeah. would would share stories with with a child, and so she's she's treasuring those those things and she's pondering them in her heart, and so just thinking about. Um, all that's transpired over the last uh, 10 months or so in her okay. lifetime. No, that's, that's excellent. Thank you for that. So she ponders, she treasures, um, and then <sighs> verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as had been told to them. I think it's very neat that Luke points out that they were glorifying God, which is exactly what the angels proclaimed in verse 14, glory to God in the highest, and now the shepherds are joining them in that proclamation. Um, recognizing the significance of what happened and then rightly giving credit to where credit is due. Not glory to Mary, you did it, you had the baby. Not glory to Joseph, you didn't divorce her, you stayed with her. Not gl glory to God. Um, and I mean we shouldn't be praying to Mary? Is that what you're saying? I, I would 100% say that we should not be praying to Mary. Okay. That is nowhere found in scripture, it is unhelpful, and is in fact, let me use stronger language, it is actively unhelpful. It is detrimental. So, I'm not going to get all hot and bothered about it. No. Don't pray to Mary. Pray to God the Father through Christ the Son by the power of the Spirit. Yeah, good Trinitarian prayer. Boom! <laughs> Y'all, we're having fun today. I hope you are. Um, Pastor Brian, any other thoughts, comments, um, insight from this passage? Nope. Gotcha. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed walking through this. As you can tell, I've had a blast. Um, we'll have one more on our Christmas Bible series to finish out the year. As we look towards 2021, dear listeners, if you have any ideas, we would love to hear it. We want to incorporate your ideas. We have before. We will again. So please do reach out to us if you've got any thoughts for what we can take on next. Um, but thank you for joining us. This has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast.